Welcome to Eat This Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm so happy you're here. We get together about twice a week and we share what we've been chewing on in God's word, what's been encouraging us, challenging us, convicting us, and hopefully offer that up to you as little nuggets to encourage you in your week and where you are in your walk walk with the Lord. This week we have Jamie Harms, the marvelous. <laughs> I don't know about like, that. I was but. trying to think of like, <laughs> like elegant um, adjectives. Like, yeah, throw in there. <laughs> I always try to talk the guests up so that they're usually pretty uncomfortable by the time we actually start. Perfect. So you are the director of women's ministry. That I am. And you are killing it. I mean, I every time I talk about Jamie Harms, it's like Jamie is out there just tearing it up. We've a got job. a whole team of women who really do a fabulous I know job. you do. I know. <laughs> you really do. You've got a really excellent team. We do. We do. And it's fun because we did just finish up Esther. Yes. So this is like our first big thing with all of our sisters as one body. And so that was really <sighs> How's that exciting. felt? It's great. I feel like there's been a lot of, um, you know, we've done it this way and you've done it this way, but this mm-hmm. is the first thing that we've done it together. So it's our way. Yeah. And that's really exciting. And you did it with some of the pre-existing leaders. Mm-hmm. We had so a, they were kind of involved. A group of leaders from both different um, churches pre-merger, and we've had we mixed teachers as well. We had three different nice. teachers, and so our teachers and leaders have have now been able to come together and work together yeah. and do something um, that we all have created. And mm-hmm. together. Yeah, and the, the little anxieties of like, how's this going to go? Like now, you guys know you're on the other side of it. We know the we know how this is going to work. <laughs> That's awesome. So we made it through Esther, and we talked about that more mm-hmm. uh, last week. So where where are we landing now? Yeah, well, we we actually did some really fun things to finish up Esther. Okay. So I'm going to talk it up just a little bit. But, um, <laughs> so the whole whole book of Esther ends with the initiation of the Feast of Purim. And so we did some traditional things for Purim altogether, including Pauline made hamantagen. Do you know what hamantagen is? Of course. No, I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> Hamantagen. Who doesn't know? Hamantagen. <laughs> Hamantagen. It looks like a thumbprint cookie that's in a triangle shape. Oh, cool! And they're they're traditional Purim cookies. And Hamantagen is Haman. Haman's hats. <gasps> and so um, they would share Hamantagen with one another. So Pauline made us a bunch of Hamantagen. When you read in Esther, it says they also talk about blessing the poor. And mm-hmm. so we wrote a bunch of cards for the Agape Christmas party coming up. Oh, so yeah. if you want to volunteer, that's coming up as well. November yes. 20, Tuesday, November 29th. Who should they connect with? Um, Faith Gilchrist. Okay, great. You can also sign up on the Agape Families website, um, especially if you were there. This is a great way to do it. So we did that as kind of our blessing of the, the people around us in our community. And then um, one of the traditions that the Jewish community does for Purim is they read the Book of Esther out loud at the synagogue, mm-hmm. and they dress up and they perform it. Oh, and so our fourth and fifth graders, who are part of our women's day the whole time, performed <gasps> Esther for us. Oh my goodness, it was fantastic. I bet. And so uh, we that was a lot of fun. So the women really got to enjoy that. It was very celebratory. And then we really talked about well, we see the Feast of Purim and we see these feasts in Leviticus, but what are we supposed to do as New Testament Christians? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where we were landing and wrapping up this this book of Esther is, well, what do we do? Are we supposed to celebrate Purim every year mm-hmm. or not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, those are good questions, especially when we deal with Old Testament and mm-hmm. how do we handle all these 
you know, things that we're not familiar with in the Western church. Um, mm-hmm. So what was the conclusion? What was the conclusion? Well, we talked a lot about the fact that it is totally fine for us New Testament Christians to celebrate Passover. Okay. I have a Jewish friend of mine, and I've gone to Passover at her house. We celebrate Purim. We've made homentage in her house. <gasps> Um, but the fact that when we do it, we have a different, we bring something different to the table because we see that the feasts were part of the covenant that looked towards Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then we see that Jesus came and throughout the gospels, he's doing all of these miracles and things on feasts, pointing the fact that he is the fulfillment of those. Feasts. Yeah. So when we celebrate a feast like Passover, we don't look forward to the Messiah coming. We know that the Messiah came. Right. And so it does give us kind of a fun perspective, and it does make us stop and remember. So I don't think there's anything wrong mm-hmm. in us celebrating, but it's not part of the covenant that we have been given. Yeah. And so we looked at the covenant that we have been given mm. um, in the the act of communion that okay. Jesus gives us in the okay. Supper. And communion is something we celebrate uh, typically is. once a month mm-hmm. on Sunday morning with the with the body of believers here. And so how did you see that unfolding for us now? Mm-hmm. We we ha- we look at it in context of the covenant. Mm-hmm. And so we do see the Old Testament covenant was, it, it talks about it in Hebrews, particularly Hebrews 8, about it being the shadow of what is to come. Mm-hmm. And so we see that Jesus is the fulfillment of those and he brings a better covenant. And mm-hmm. so when we read, for instance, in Matthew 26, it um it talks about when he's giving the, the first communion, it says, while they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take it and eat. This is my body. And then he took the cup that thank- and gave thanks and offered it to them saying, drink of it, all of you. This is the blood of my covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. I tell you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it anew with my fa- in my father's kingdom. And then they went out to the Mount of Olives. Mm-hmm. And so the the giving of the first communion was this initiation of a covenant that mm-hmm. Jesus was making with his people. And that is a covenant we're in today mm-hmm. and get to experience the benefits of and remember what the purpose of it for. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of answers the question, but I think it's worth noting, you know, he, he instructs to do this. Mm-hmm. So this is something that Jesus explicit about. Yes. This is important. He's saying, do this in remembrance of me. And actually the cool thing about communion is it does happen during the Passover meal. Mm. And so it, it is tied to that sh- those shadows in the Old Testament, but that it, they think it was probably the third cup of, um, of wine that he handed to them as the communion cup, which is the cup of redemption. Mm. And it's also called the betrothal cup because it was typical in that day, if somebody wanted to marry a woman, he would go to the the father and negotiate the bride price. And then he would come back and he'd offer her a cup of wine. And if she took that wine, she was accepting that covenant. Mm. And so it's almost like Jesus here is offering us this covenant, like he would a, mar- a marriage covenant. Mm-hmm. And we, when we take it, we accept that covenant and we live in that covenant. So it's part of that reminder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You use the word accept, which makes me want to ask the question for the person sitting at home. Does a Christian have to do communion? Great question. Do they have to? Are they are they any less saved if they don't do communion? My what, what do you think? <laughs> don't you turn this around <laughs> on me, Jimmy? If you can ask I'm me hard host. questions, I'm going to ask them back to you. <laughs> no, that's great. Um, 
Well, I would say this is similar to baptism. Mm-hmm. I would agree. It's an it, what we would identify as an ordinance or something we observe out of obedience. Mm-hmm. When I was explaining it to my friend who just got baptized this last week, which was such, I don't know, I love it. I mm-hmm. get teary-eyed and you see the smiles and they come out of the water. But I said, you know, you're not more saved because you bap- you're baptized, but it is a, a corporate um, activity that we get to engage in. And so I would say, likewise, that communion is that reminder. And we talk about the importance mm-hmm. of preaching the gospel to ourselves and hearing the gospel, you know, mm-hmm. more often than not on Sundays. So we are very forgetful people. So I see it as a great value in that mm-hmm. sense. Well, I agree. It's, it's not something that's part of our salvation. Mm-hmm. We are given salvation um, by Jesus from what he has done. Yeah. But why wouldn't we if we mm-hmm. love Jesus? You know, you look at those feasts, and it's like, why wouldn't you want to celebrate these feasts? And they help us remember. Yeah. And I do think he tells us we need to do it, mm-hmm. but we're not doing it for our salvation. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it allows us to like, just like the feast, to look back and remember what he has done mm-hmm. and then turn around and look forward because there's another feast coming to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if they were doing, I mean, how many feasts did, did they have a year? They had seven, seven and they feasts. had a group of three in the first 10 days, one in the middle, and then three like within a 10 day period in the fall. So they okay. had three seasons-ish of feasts. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was, that was a big part of their culture. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I would hypothesize, so I'll have to ask somebody who knows more than me, which there are plenty, you know, <laughs> how much of this was simply a, a tool of remembrance because, you know, it can be Sunday to Sunday and I come back and I'm like, oh, yes, mm-hmm. this is what I forgot in seven days. Like I mm-hmm. forgot the comfort and the the grace and the community, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to get out of bed. So I see how something like this would be yeah. so valuable for us to remember that. Exactly. Well, and even the the Jewish community all throughout the Old Testament or the Israelites, um, they had Sabbath, Mm -hmm. which kind of is incorporated into all these feasts too. And that Sabbath is that weekly pause and reminder, just like you're saying. We are forgetful people. We need to have some kind of rhythm where we remember. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because that allows us to then turn around and trust and obey. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is what what we need. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> and so it at least anecdotally, I can certainly speak for myself mm-hmm. that you know when I go I don't have this um I won't call it a luxury because it's not, but I don't have quite this situation now because I work at a church, mm-hmm. but before you'd miss church and it's like, oh whatever, I miss church and then you miss church again and but when you finally get back, you're like, oh, oh this is what I this yeah, mm-hmm. I've been totally denying myself this peace that only really comes through corporate gathering of God's people, partaking of his table, these kinds of things, not as a means of, you know, salvation, but as a means of, um, well, it's a gift. Yeah, it really is a gift. It's a gift to us. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's nothing hard. It's not like we're having to work for salvation. It's just a gift given to us where we get to be together. We get to remember who God is. We get to worship him. We get to, Feast mm-hmm. with communion. Yeah. And you you referred to it, I can't remember, but it got my mind thinking, you know, that this really is, it's a gift, but it's also a privilege. Mm-hmm. This isn't something that, at least at our church, we practice at what might be called That's a closed not. table. Mm-hmm. And so this is something for believers to participate in. And so we should treat it with a certain, um, a certain weight or respect or reverence but as a gift, not as an, an obligation or like as mm-hmm. 
you know, a weight that we have to bear. So how, and maybe you guys discussed this, but how did you, how would you encourage somebody who's like, okay, it's communion Sunday again. Great. I'll drink the tiny little sippy cup of old grape juice. This isn't even wine. It's not even old grape juice. It's new grape juice. (laughs) And they're little wafers that dry my mouth out. How do you, how do you keep that spark alive? Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's looking beyond just the, those physical physical elements to what they represent, okay. um, and and I think we also do just like any other feast or holiday, we prepare for it ahead of time, mm-hmm. and and I love the fact that Brett will put in his weekly email that communion is coming up because that gives us a couple of days to to pause and think about it. So that we do come on Sunday, it's not just a, oh there's my little wafer and I'm done. I've got it checked off my list, but we've actually thought about what we're doing. Yeah, and remember remember who. Who, who God is and what he's done as opposed to just, yep, I'm in there and out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really appreciate when just in general in the times that I've taken communion over the course of my life that there is a moment of reflection, a moment mm-hmm. of pause, of really like evaluating, oh, this is what I'm doing. This is why. This is this is how I've gotten mm-hmm. to the point I'm at in, in receiving God's grace and all these things that it really uh, anchors it in something beyond mm-hmm you know, a little wafer and, <laughs> and juice. Yes. Uh, and it's not something we do by ourselves. It's something we do in community together. Right. And so, you know, we're in, in our action and taking it and how we've prepared also turns around and encourages other people and to help them remember. Mm-hmm. So if you're struggling or you feel that, like this is maybe a rote, repetitive behavior that you're just kind of in and out, it's casual, Maybe ask yourself, like, in what ways are you not grounding this in the person work of Christ? Because mm-hmm. that, I think, would really, when you really consider it and ask the Lord and His Spirit to to illuminate your mind these mm-hmm. things, it's, uh, you know, I'm I'm not embarrassed to say this, Jamie. I'm not <laughs> not inclined to cry during communion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. an emotional experience, it just is. really weighing the goodness of God and, and the undeserved favor that we've received. Mm-hmm. Well, and for me, it also begs the question, well, how do I remember? Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, if I know that communion is coming, it gives me some time maybe the day before to think about, okay, Lord, what are all the things that I'm thankful for that you have done for me, mm-hmm. including going to that, that cross on my behalf? Yeah. Okay. Now I'm kind of more in a mindset of what God is doing as opposed to me and my to-do list for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there's ways that we can prepare ourselves in that way. Maybe it's singing worship music in the car on mm-hmm. the way to church. You know, just I think there's different ways that we can kind of settle our hearts and minds so that we are ready um, to experience it and allow that emotion even. Right. And it, I think it, pr- it puts our minds in a context that help us look forward, just mm-hmm. like all those feasts were at the, the promises and the blessings that we get to experience every day and then someday mm-hmm. because of what the Lord's table points to. Exactly. So the preparation of that for the future, because it seemed like seems like the the feasts were always forward looking. Mm-hmm. And we also are forward looking in some sense. We are forward looking too. Actually one of the cool things about communion is it is tied to that betrothal kind mm-hmm. of image. But what would often what would happen after that is he would present that wine to his future bride and she would accept it. And then he would go and he would build a room on his father's house. Mm. And when his father determined he was ready, his father would send him back to go get his bride and there would be a marriage feast. 
And that's what we have to look forward to if we look at Revelations. There is a wedding feast of the Lamb that mm-hmm. is coming. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, we're looking at communion and we're seeing what Christ has done in the past on our behalf. But at the same time, it's also this remembering he is coming again. Right. He is coming again. And am I ready? Because he is coming again. So there's two parts mm-hmm. to the, the communion feast that we get to celebrate. That's the, so The good. thankfulness and this hope and excitement of what is to come. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but think about when Jesus is talking to the disciples and he said, I am going away to mm-hmm. prepare a place. What I say that I was going to prepare, prepare a place if I wasn't coming back yes. to scoop you up and take you home someday. Yes. So that's, yeah, a really beautiful imagery. It is. Well, we have communion this Sunday. We have communion this Sunday. So don't miss it. So prepare yeah. yourself and be ready. <laughs> yeah, prepare your heart, spend time in prayer. Um, maybe read through in Matthew, the, the Lord's table, and Jesus introduces it. And Matthew 26. Matthew 26. Mm-hmm. And uh, spend some time, yeah, preparing your heart, preparing your family's heart, whatever. And, uh, and we hope to see you there. Indeed. All right, Jamie, thank you so much for coming. My pleasure. Love these conversations. Hopefully you guys too do too. And we will catch you guys on the next one. Bye. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples.